Splot Studios, the people bringing you the all-female Seinfeld, proudly presents... Tom Hanks Giving, right here every Tuesday. Tom Hanks Giving, come on and press play. There's Elvis, the host with the most, yada 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 yada. With a different guest each week, they're the smart ones. Each episode's a new movie. About Tom Hanks, the man himself, of course, it's time for Tom Hanks giving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanks giving. Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks giving. I'm your host, Elvis Kunish, and today we're talking about the 1984 Tom Hanks sex romp comedy classic. Sure. Bachelor party. <laughs> and my guest today is the magnanimous oh, wow. Kevin McShane. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Kevin he works at BuzzFeed, does the weird couples, mm-hmm. a lot of fantastic videos. And also I'm a big fan of Tom Hanks, so hey, it the, worked out well. There's been no people who've come on the show who have been who's fans of Tom Who's not, not fans? A fan of Tom There's Hanks. one guy. Oh, did you have somebody on? He hasn't been on yet, it's, okay. but you know, it's uh, Ricky Sands. Ricky is not a... Wow. No. I'm going to talk to him about I was that. We were at a Try Guys shoot, and he was just like, um, yeah, I think he's kind of overrated. Wow. So All right. I haven't been able to berate him for a while, so if you see him, <laughs> you, let, you let him know. Yeah, I'll let him know. I'll let um, him know. Yeah, so uh, today we're talking about Bachelor Party, mm-hmm. which uh, was of the list we had left, you... You kind of jumped at that one. Yes, absolutely. Any reason why? Uh, well, I haven't seen it probably since I was in middle school. And okay. it holds a special place in my heart because in middle school, this was pre-internet. Yes. Um, and if you wanted to see boobs, you had to see a movie like Bachelor Party or you had to have like a friend whose older brother had like a Playboy or something mm-hmm. like that. So like Bachelor Party was one of my first... Uh, one of my first exposure to to boobs. No, no, I yeah, I totally <laughs> swear you were coming from because I think I was like right on the cusp there where like I didn't have the internet when I like it didn't come quick enough for right. me when right. I needed that right. porn fix. Yeah, absolutely. And I think my bachelor party was probably like Van Wilder, which sure I haven't okay. seen since it came yeah. out, mm-hmm. and I I would, don't really care to go back were, to it. Were there boobs in that? Was they that, were boobs. Was that R? I'm pretty sure that was R. That was. Was this like the sequel PG thirteen? I don't. One of them was like PG thirteen. That that one I'm I'm positive there were boobs in it because okay. that's the only reason I remember. Okay, right. <laughs> beyond it being, it just very similar in tone to this. That's at least how I, my brain yeah. is remembering it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that makes sense. It holds a special place in your in your heart. Yeah. And uh, you rewatched it what yesterday yeah. today? Yeah. Uh, How's it? How's it hold up? Do, do we want? Do we want to describe it? First? Yeah, let's let's go. All right, let's, let's go to the first, summary. All right, people who don't know. Yeah, because uh, I didn't see this until uh, this year. I, I had this is my second time watching because okay. I watched it for yep. the actual holiday. Right. Um. So, pretty simple. Yeah. It's about a bachelor party. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays a character named Rick. Mm-hmm. He's marrying Debbie. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, he goes to meet his his gang of friends, which and, and, and a gang they are. Yes, uh, made up of Tom Hanks, who is a deadbeat bus driver. Yeah, uh, but he's got the the this Avengers style team yeah. filled with uh, a pervy photographer. Yeah, 
a Neanderthal mechanic right. who just like screams women and yep. charges into rooms. <laughs> just pure id. This yes. Yeah. Uh, a wormy booking agent, I think, who yeah. has like a pedophile again. mustache. Okay, again, pre-internet. Yes. Now, for the, those of you young people who are listening, back before the internet, when you wanted to get tickets to a concert, you had to call a ticket agency or a ticket agent. Of course, yes. you get the best tickets for whatever <laughs> show that you want to see. And so, yeah, Tom Hanks is, uh, one of his friends is this ridiculous kind of wormy little guy who is also a, uh, uh, a booking agent. He reminds me of, uh, he's like a, the 80s version of Joaquin Phoenix and her. Sure, aesthetically, that aesthetically yeah, yeah. yes. I, I think, I think, um, that's I what think, he looks like. I think story-wise, he serves the purpose of your Zach Galifianakis <laughs> from Hangover. Yeah, okay. for sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then just to, to round out the team, we have an illiterate waiter, sure. uh, a his brother who is a doctor and uh, cheating on his wife. Not only not only a doctor, but a proctologist, because <laughs> proctologist is the funniest doctor. Yes, I remember watching it and reading it on the sign. I was like, oh, of course he's a proctologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which why was he getting blood work done at his brother who's a proctologist? I don't know. That I just I didn't even realize yeah. that until you said that. Yeah. And then uh, t- to round out the, the the team, we have the returning friend, a burnout druggie, right? Who has like every drug under the sun sure. in his yeah. in his little yeah collection. He's kind of the Hunter S. Thompson uh, or uh, Doctor Gonzo of, uh, of the yeah, movie. and Doctor Gonzo was depressive. Yeah, or, or maybe realistic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and so they they gather together for this uh, titular bachelor party, which mm. is going to be crazy. And right. they send guys to get hookers, but there's a there's a problem with Debbie's family. They Debbie comes from a very well-to-do family, and uh, Rick Tom Hanks' character being kind of a, a ne'er-do-well bus driver, kind of a smart ass, and everything. They 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 don't take. Too kindly to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in the mo- some of the most cliche ways. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, they, of course, there's the the tennis playing pretty boy X. Uh-huh. Uh, Gary, I think his name was. I think the... his name was. Was oh, no, Gary was the, the Zach Galifianakis-ass yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, His name was Brad. Brad, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad, who is trying to horn in on Debbie and get mm-hmm. them to break up, so he kind of causes... He tries to sabotage the bachelor party. There's a wedding... Does a bridal shower tip, typically happen on the exact same time as the bachelor party? Is that just a conceit for the movie? Uh, I think back then it was... It was the same night. happened on the same night. I think hmm. these days... It's probably a just lot of, A lot of the bachelor parties that I know of now, real bachelor parties, uh, they are joined with the bachelorette party. Like, I don't know a lot of people who have just bachelor parties, like, you know, all boys bachelor parties. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of... It's, it's kind of mixed now. Yeah. I think, it, I think that, that kind of, like, old, you know, heteronormative <laughs> uh, uh, trope has kind of been played out. And I, I think a lot of people saw this movie and were like, oh, I'm not letting that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so but, but for the movie, they're having the bridal shower and the... Because, of course, it's not a bachelorette party because that's too sexual right, right. for women to have. Right. Uh, it's a shower, and uh, they're having that on the same night as the bachelor party, except it gets sabotaged. Hookers show up, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, no, now we're going to go show up at the bachelor party as hookers. It's kind of convoluted. It's a, Yeah, it's a series of wacky coincidences it and doesn't, misunderstandings. <laughs> which is pretty much all it is until the very end where it becomes this ridiculous chase sequence. Sure. And uh, then they get married. 
Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, happy ending. Tom Hanks' character, Rick, does not cheat on Debbie, even though temptation is all around him, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they get married. I, and, and I think that's the movie's sole attempt to defend itself. Yeah, <laughs> is, see, much. he's a good guy. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Exactly. exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's Bachelor Party. Yeah. I, uh, I got to be honest with you. When we watched this, when I, the first time I saw this, mm-hmm. it was on Tom Thanksgiving. It was maybe the sixth movie we watched that day because we marathon movies all day. Sure, sure. And it was the only one I walked down <laughs> Really? I had to take a break. Okay. I could not stand it, so I've been dreading coming to this episode. Really? Do not like this movie. Tell me more. Tell me why. Well, I gotta, you seem like... Uh, are you? Because, okay, same? yeah, because I love it. You love it? Yeah. This is going to be great. I went back and watched it, you know, and not having <laughs> seen it in maybe 15 years, and... Uh, yeah, it's cheesy and it's, it, it's very 80s. Like, it's, yes. like, it's incredibly 80s, but I loved it, man. I'm maybe part of it was the nostalgia. Maybe part of it was just the, like the, uh, it's just a fucking fun No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. I know. And uh, it, this also kind of, it may have been that I was drinking while I was watching it. That uh, probably yeah, helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, when we had the party atmosphere at Tom Thanksgiving, there, it was a crowd. It seems like that's the kind of. Well, what did you what did you watch before and what did you watch after? Before, if you watched like Saving Private Ryan <laughs> no. before and then went to Bachelor Party. We do jump in, in tone, um, but uh, I know after we watched the only thing we watched after to close the night was A League of Their Own. Sure. Um, before I can't remember if it was The Burbs or or maybe that thing you do. It was somewhere around there. Okay, I could see if you came off of that thing you do mm-hmm. to Bachelor Party, you'd be like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but the Burbs is a similar no, 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 tone. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I a lo- better movie. I love the Burbs, yeah. I, and I, I will explain why I don't like this movie. Okay. Um, but I think it's interesting because I think th- I, I'd want to get into, is it is it nostalgia that helps? Because I wonder if I went back and watched Van Wilder or something like that. Yeah, where there you go. It would be like, oh, I th- I know this is bad, but I'm able to enjoy it because yeah. there's that weird yeah. attachment to it. Or is it like how comedy evolves or... Yeah, you know, I think that's part of it too. I mean, it was kind of like watching a time capsule because I I, I came up, my adolescence was in what I like to call uh, the golden age of the dickhead comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the dickhead comedy to me is exactly what you think it is. It's usually a bunch of dickheads just running around mm-hmm. being idiots. They're kind of like birthed from Animal House. Sure. Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Animal House is kind of the, the, the first of the trend. It kind of crested in... The, the mid to late 80s mm-hmm. and then kind of petered out as like irony came in and everything like that. And so, uh, you know, wonderful examples of the genre are, um, uh, let's see, like the Police Academy movies. Which, uh, which the writers had yeah, some exactly, hands in this, which makes do. sense. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, which I consider like the pinnacle of the dickhead comedy, is Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, you know, I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, do yourself a favor! <laughs> That is a fantastic movie. Because, I, I imagine it is, yeah. it is literally two dickheads running around for like ninety minutes. Yeah, but but I've watched that. There's yeah, yeah, like yeah. different versions of the uh, like. Yeah. I, I, nothing's coming to mind, of course, other um, than like Jay and Silent Bob. But yeah, I mean, some of the later ones, like the 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 latest example of like another movie that I really liked that came out recently, well, not recently, but was uh, Dude, Where's My Car? 
I, you know, I never see Dude with My Car either. You Not enough Tom Hanks. So many dickhead comedies. <laughs> maybe there's a reason. Maybe I'm gonna make you uh, like a playlist <laughs> of dickhead comedies that you need to. See. That'll be. We'll do a spinoff podcast. <laughs> yeah. It'll be just dickhead, dickhead comedies. comedies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, and and now I'm wondering if it's like maybe the reason I'm so averse to this movie specifically is because I don't know. At some point, I. This, it's just I'm not the audience for me. I don't feel like yeah. I have any problem with like material that gets really dark or offensive. Sure. Or, you know, I love South sure. Park. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing I was thinking of is like it's not quite dickhead, but it's in the area with Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, but Wayne's World is really smart. That's there's like the, some there's some cool satirical stuff in it. I think maybe the problem that you have with it, in part at least, is that. Uh, Bachelor Party is completely sincere. There's no irony to it. That you know what I mean. I think that actually is my problem because yeah. like Volunteers, another mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Yep. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really enjoyed that film, mm-hmm. and that was another one I had never seen until I started doing this podcast. And I feel like it has kind of the same dickheadish sure. humor, but the. Uh, but there's kind as of I remember, underlying cynicism. Too. Yeah, there's yeah, cynicism, yeah, yeah. and the f- the techniques of the filmmaking. Are kind of they're they're poking fun at sure. the asshole nature yeah. that hangs, and then the film like it's a small arc because it's still mostly just a comedy. But it's right. like oh, we see him get to be a better person. He's right. actually helping these people. Right. There, you know, there's something there. Whereas this, you're right, it's completely advocating, glorifying. I don't even know if you need to look that deeply into it. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like a fun romp. You know I get I mean? that. Yeah, I do get that. And like, I'm, I'm watching it last night with my girlfriend and I was like, who's this movie for? That's and I, I think about it and I'm just like, I can't imagine being older than like 15 and wanting to see this movie. I think that, I mean, you know I, I, mean? I think it was made for kids who were not, you not, you know, they had no access to porn. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a rated R movie. It, yeah. it has to be. So yeah. like this was, like, you I had to sneak into it. And being like, let's go see Bachelor Party, man. But you know, uh, there's a lot was, of stupid 18 year olds. I probably uh, would have done yeah, something but like this that. Was, but again, this was also pre-internet. This was pre-9-11. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, age of sincerity, man. It was the 80s. You know what I mean? So, You're right. Yeah. And I guess that's something... If you want to describe it as a positive trait, like the movie is nothing more than it purports to be. Yeah. But I guess I just, what it is, I don't like. And I can't tell if it's because I've, like, I'm at this point where, like, I see all of the the, the, the racial, uh, the racist, the sexist, okay. the transphobic stuff sure, that's in there that sure, doesn't sure, sure. play in new movies. But you also have to be like, well, this is it's how... It's a product she, of its time. It's the product of its yeah, time. Yeah. And I, I've, there are still some of my favorite movies that probably have some of those terrible things in there. I, yeah. no, no examples come to mind yeah. at the moment. But uh, is it just me being like two of this current pop culture lexicon? I think so. I think so. And I think that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't, I can't fault you for that. You know what I mean? Because it's like you, you, you have a completely different frame of reference than somebody like me who's a little bit older, you know, and still remembers a time when it was like, ah, all right, eh, the pimp's like a cartoonish Indian guy. Like, that's fine. <laughs> I will say, I, yeah. uh, there's, I do have a list of things I liked in the movie. Okay, all right. And uh, the, the casting of the Indian pimp yeah. and his bodyguard, <laughs> just the physicality of them was great. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, all right, so what, so what did you like? All right, what de- uh, well, let me, because I, I feel like I, I gave you an opportunity to just say it's because of your generation, that's sure. why you don't like this. Okay. I do have a couple other things. I feel like even if it's not the subject of the jokes, most of the jokes in this movie are 
poorly executed. Oh, absolutely. They fall so flat. You can see them coming a fucking mile away. <laughs> you really can. Like when they're when they're uh, when they're looking at Brad's car uh, in uh, from from the hotel room, and they're like, "Oh, look at his car!" And then the fucking mechanic guy. Runs yeah. Off, like, All right, you know what the fuck's gonna happen. I, I mean, I didn't expect it to be painted. Right. But yeah. like, yeah, you knew he, was, he did that really fast. By the way, yeah, he did all of that in like twenty minutes. <laughs> the telegraphing of, of that, yeah, just yeah. like Hank's looking at him. And, yeah. Like, how could the how could Brad not see what right. was coming? Right. Um. Maybe maybe audiences were just slower to movies that that way back then. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, no, no, yeah, the, all the, like, the execution of the jokes fall so flat. Mm. And so even if it's not, like, a, even if you look past the, quote-unquote, offensive stuff, mm. I think it's offensive as a comedy. <laughs> it needs to try sure. harder. Sure, And, like, the the worst example of that is, I think, the ending, which, uh, and I'll get to, I promise I'm going to get to the thing that I like, <laughs> okay. which is the bus, actually, uh, right. is a big thing of that. But the bus's biggest payoff and kind of the druggy character's biggest payoff is, like, he bursts through the 3D right. screen. Uh, they're watching right. a 3D movie. That's where the climax takes place. And then the bus bursts through, and it's like, whoa. And it's almost a fantastic gag. It's almost like the right. big, huge thing. But they just squander it because it's like, the perfect version of that for me in my head is mm-hmm. like they're having the fight with the guy and it's like, oh no, Brad's finally got the upper hand and then the bus crashes in and like smashes no, in. I see what you're saying. Maybe a little yeah. too brutal. Yeah. But but the problem is they finish the fight and then they then, cut out to yeah. him. And it's not yeah. like it's not like they cut to him during the fight and it's like, oh wait a minute. And then he starts driving the bus. Right. Right. It's like they cut out to him, he's driving the bus, he's still driving the bus, and then he crashes you in. They completely cut that bit out of the movie and wouldn't affect anything at all. No, no, it wouldn't affect anything at all, but even if you wanted it to not affect anything at all, just make the pacing so it's not like we're seeing exactly right. what's coming. It's like, right. give us two seconds to forget he started driving it sure, and sure. he's probably going to come through the yeah. wall. Yeah. Like, yeah. a great gag, the worst execution. Sure, sure. Um, but what about, okay, if we're talking about gag execution, Brad's butt in the moonroof <laughs> of the two people... Better, yeah, no, that better. Pretty good gag. You saw it coming a mile away, but that, when, it, when it drops into frame, you're like, actually, yeah, was, the, the timing of comedy. their faces hitting his cheeks. That's good comedy. That that was good. The 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 uh, the physicality of that is one of the things I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I think yeah, the problem was like you saw it coming, and then the version where you, you knew he was going to be at the window, much less. But no, no, you're right. That was right. good. A couple other things. By the that, way. Little uh, IMDb thing Please. you all can look up. Um, uh, the one of the producers, uh, one of the Israel brothers. I don't know which one. Uh, Bob. Bob. Rob. Bob. Rob. One of the. One of the two, yeah. Uh, Neil is, is the director. Is is the screaming man in that, in that scene? <laughs> that's yeah. that's good. Okay. Um, all right. So what should did, I get to? What yeah, I like? What yeah. did you like? Okay. Um, first and foremost, uh, shout out to Wendy Jo Sperber. Yes. Who is uh, uh, was a regular in Bosom Buddies, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. Uh, she, and, of course, she plays Marty McFly's sister, sister. Linda yep. in Back to the Future. Yep. Uh, always been uh, a fan of her, mostly from Back to the Future, yep. but mm-hmm. uh, it was great to see her in this. I think she's my favorite character. She's great. And she actually gets some good gags. Like she, We get introduced to her. She's also a proctologist. And she just casually has the finger up the dude's ass. Yeah, and then she comes and shakes the hand. Yeah. It's, it's such a juvenile joke, yep. but I thought the execution was yep. great. It was like, especially after like the the jokes with the brother were really rough and it's like yeah. oh my god like first genuine laugh i right. think the whole movie sure. love that and just kind of like 
she didn't have a whole lot to do, but like when they gave her something to do, yeah. it was like, eh, it's a little typical for the, this and, character. In the end, when she fucking beats off the cops and then and then and starts beats beating the, on yeah, her. like she the, they do the thing where they hold her up and she mule kicks the <laughs> the cop. I'm like, that's amazing. Finally, some justice <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I was on her side the whole time, yeah. so very glad to see her. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else? Uh, I thought the the intro. Uh, like the introduction of Tom Hanks was pretty decent. He comes, mm-hmm. picks up, and okay, fairly okay. typical. But here, okay, but well, here's the one thing that I didn't like about the movie. Yes, was uh, I felt like with Tom Hanks's character, they couldn't decide or they didn't want him to be too much of a shithead in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> knowing. Tom Hanks and who who he has become. Yes. You know, uh, it's... America's dad. Yeah, it's very hard for me to see him in a kind of, you know, kind of a a shithead role. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like the filmmakers felt that as well. They were like, this guy comes off really nice. Yeah. So we don't want to go all the way with making him like a shithead, you know? And I kind of wish they had done that because then his arc would have been a little bit bigger, you know? Because I never no I mean, no I just saying I never doubted for a second that he wasn't going that to that, be the that, great guy. That, or, no, I never doubted for a second that he wasn't going to cheat on on Debbie. Yes, like I was like, oh, he's he's, he's going to avoid temptation the entire time. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, make him a little bit more of an asshole in the beginning. You, like you don't really know where he's coming from, and then when he actually makes the decision to stay true, then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's like we, we see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, if you want to get into Hanks, <laughs> we'll, right, we'll put wanna, the, the tiny list of things right, I was going to say. We'll, we'll, we'll stick a pin in this, and we'll go to, we'll go to Hanks. All right, because uh, I think I I agree with you in the sense of, like, but but now I'm, now I'm asking his question, is it his performance, or is it, and slash their direction, mm-hmm. or is it a miscasting? Because you could easily I, yeah. throw in someone else yeah. and have that arc. I think it's miscasting, and, and I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to look up. There was somebody <coughs> who was considered for the role. Because this was right after he got the success of Splash. This was post-Splash, so where he, he was, played a nice guy. Yeah, and he was great in Splash. Yeah. I think one of his best early roles, yeah. uh, um, easily. Yeah, I'm. Lo- uh, hold on, give me a second while I look it up. But um, um, I'll, say, I'll say this while you're looking that up. Uh, Paul Reiser was Paul, that's originally considered for the lead roles. Paul Reiser seems like a kind of nice-ish dude, too. Yeah, Maybe but, I mean, you've seen Aliens. True. He can be a shithead. He can be a shithead, uh, but he comes off very businessy shithead. He sure. doesn't come off like pig-headed, yeah. id uh, shithead. Other people who were considered for the role, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, I could definitely see. I could definitely see. Much well, more. But he wasn't a name back then. Uh, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel, very Hanksy. They got the same hair. Yeah, and Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, too tall. But I feel like Tim Robbins could do it because I feel like young Tim Robbins, like think like Bull Durham and stuff like that. Like you don't really know where he was coming from. But, but Tim Robbins is always like, dude, this guy fucking kills wife. <laughs> I don't know. I think the worst part of that movie is actually when we get confirmation that he definitely didn't yeah. kill his wife. Yeah. Kill all the tension. Like I love this ambiguity. Yeah. Um, but well, this isn't the Shawshank giving podcast. This is the all Tom right. Hanks. All right. So back bring on, it back, back to Tom Hanks. So I definitely I could see it as a casting thing, but this is still early in his career that they don't know that he kind of plays this. Standard but, good okay, guy. but he comes from but he comes from bosom buddies. He comes from a sitcom world. Yes, he's very clean. Like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. he's a very like, uh, you know, clean all American white guy. <laughs> and I just feel yeah, I feel like if they if they had cast. <sighs> now here's the thing. I don't yeah. think that he couldn't have gone. F- 
farther with it. I think this is I because he has played villains yeah. later in his career, yeah. and he's very good at that. And he plays Despicable very well in Volunteers, sure. which came a little later. Sure. It wouldn't be as despicable as this, mm-hmm. but he's definitely got that very like we're guy. You know, I'm a guy. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can play that this kind yeah, of Scott yeah. Turner and Turner and who. Sure, sure, sure. Although uh, with that, you feel it's not like obnoxious because he's good at his job too yeah. so he's he's got that balance yeah i think he i don't want to say that he couldn't have maybe he couldn't have at this point in his career although it seems like with bosom buddies he could have right um the one thing i'll say and i've seen a lot of movies uh, a lot of tom hanks movies mm-hmm. obviously and we've talked about many ones that i don't care for mm-hmm. um but i always even the ones that are like Ugh, excruciating i think he's good in them and i think yeah. this might be my least favorite performance from tom hanks really and I think it's partially the fact that he's a little miscast. And the other yeah. reason I was thinking of was, I hate this character. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because they didn't quite decide if he's if he should be shittier now that right. you're introducing that. Yeah. Uh, like if he when if he was full on like um, like J- John Benjamin style right. misogynist, right. then he's kind of reveling in that. Versus kind of like this more manipulative, like I'm a nice guy, right, right, which right. is you know evil-ish Tom Hanks, but the thing is I hate this character so much that I can't tell if he's doing a really good job. Because <laughs> if this character, this sure. I met this person in real life, I would think this guy is an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe he's so good that I hate him. Interesting. How do you... So based this might on, actually be his best performance. Maybe! Because yeah. this is the performance that made me hate Tom Hanks! My hero! <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I you know I how do you how do you how do, what what do you rate him? I, I think it's mostly, I think he does well with what he's given. You know what he's I mean? He's not given a lot. to He's do. not given a lot to do, and he basically I think what he does is he 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 falls back on his like charming smartassness. He and I'm not sure that that's what the character needs. The, he uh, the, yeah I, I noticed there's just a lot of scenes pretty much every scene in this movie. It's just him throwing out as many lines as yeah. possible. Yeah. It's like, is any yeah. joke sticking? And it's a and lot it's, of... It's obnoxious. And the other thing that I notice is that it's a lot of, like, patronizing talk and then clapping. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's great. Great to see you. Lovely. Great job. He's, play, you know he's playing that class clown who was not yeah. funny in high school, yeah, yeah, yeah. but got all the attention. Sure. And I don't know, maybe that's another reason why I hate this character. Oh, really? But uh, getting into some personal. But uh, it's yeah. always personal on this okay. show. All right, okay. But uh, yeah, and obviously there's this whole like weird things like, oh, I, I get to see him be so insidious. Is that just me bringing in my baggage because it's like yeah. a slight hero worship with sure. this guy? Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's quite that. I think it's just this character's shitty and. Uh, like, how would you feel? Like, just, just, just. Play like play like a mental game of like if he was a real shitbag, like Tom Hanks in real life. Whoa, <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like think about okay. Here's okay. Like the brother character, the brother character yes. is a legitimate shithead. He because cheats he's on his wife. Cheats on his wife. Like, excited to do so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, gotta get me out of this. Like, what if it was? What if he was dark? What if Tom Hanks's character in this was dark, like his brother character? Would you like it more or less? I mean, that's that's a whole different movie. Yeah. I want I want to say I think I would like it more because I feel like they would have to deal with the consequences. Right. And like I don't I don't hate Tom Hanks when he's playing someone despicable. Mm-hmm. I just hate that he's kind of like 
again, this glorified asshole sure. who's like, ah, oh, he's he's kind of, he's instigating all these douchey things, but he's just good enough to be fine. Yeah. Like, and obviously, like, roguish. And I can't it's, tell it's if a it's hard, like... It's a, hard, it's a hard needle to thread because um, you want to be sympathetic with him. Yes. You know what I mean? Because he's the hero of the movie. So you can't have him go too far. But I feel like they kind of backed off a little bit. I think I, I almost feel like the filmmakers underestimated how much sympathy we can have for an inherently unlikable character. That's true. And especially, I mean, one of the things that we continue to talk about on this podcast is when you cast Tom Hanks, granted this is still very early in his right. career, but when you cast him, you just get so much audience sympathy because yeah. that's not, even without like the oh Tom Hanks I love Tom Hanks even without right. before that he right. just has that innate quality to yeah. him where he's like oh, I get this guy yeah absolutely so you're probably right in that they could have pushed it further because it's like we're just gonna follow this guy off a bridge if sure. that's where he's going yeah but at the same time I think the execution of the movie there's so little he does like I don't know why she likes him at all mm. and let's talk because he's, he's funny is he he never says anything funny. He's a good cook. He's not a good cook. He's a terrible. Oh, you're right. We've never seen him be a good cook. The the one thing the the one thing I thought was okay. funny that like I could see is a very cute thing was when he had the the welding mask on. They kissed. Like that seemed genuine. Sure. That was the one moment of their relationship. Was like I like this. I could see them together. Okay. All right. But okay. the the whole bringing like oh you like lumpy potato salad? It's just potatoes wah, wah, and salad. It's like yeah. no, you're you're not funny. Stop telling these awful jokes. It's like dating <laughs> Fozzie Bear. <laughs> and now I like him more because I like Fozzie. <laughs> sure, sure. But Fozzie we like because he's so pathetic and the world treats him right, as such. Right. And I think that's my problem is there's this dissonance where it's like, this guy's not funny, he's not charming, but the movie treats him like he is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Am okay. I am I going too far? You, no, you're, I don't no, want to... no, no. I think I think that's a very valid point. Am I bringing you to my side? You hating this movie? Kind of are. No, listen, you're not going to get me to hate this movie. I fucking love this movie. Uh, but I, I I do see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, but I also think that he he was also miscast. I think uh, you you may be right that if you had someone else who plays dirtbag better. Yeah, and I'm or... trying to think of somebody from that era who would be. Who would you cast now if you were going to... Who would I cast now? They did actually have a little side note trivia. There is a sequel. Bachelor oh, yeah. Party 2. Okay. It's really a number two. It's a straight up sequel except only in name and sure. probably the exact same plot. Mm -hmm. And they made it like within the last 10 years, oh, I really? want to say. Who was the lead in it? Uh, no one okay. you've ever heard All of. Right. It, it wasn't like a genius where it was like Colin Hanks and sure, it's his sure. son. Sure. Because that would have been, been fun. I would have loved that, yeah. even though I don't like this <laughs> movie. Um, who would I cast now? The, the person that I keep thinking of is like, is like Jeremy Piven's character from PCU. I'm you not familiar with PCU. PCU. I'm going to send you so many movies. <laughs> um, yeah, because Piven plays... Piven plays like a shithead who's like who's also charming, but he's a, a legitimate shithead and kind of gets away with. A I lot see of stuff. that. I see, and for some reason, like I, whenever I think of Jeremy Piven, I think of him playing TV George in Seinfeld first. Okay, because that was my first exposure yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that guy, maybe he needs the hair, but like sure. perfect for. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. Yeah, like, but yeah, I can't think of anybody of of Tom Hanks era, nineteen eighty four, who I would want to put in there. Um, because again, it's it's just hard because you want somebody likable, but 
I don't know. He's just he's too likable. His, his likability works against him in this movie. I th- yeah, I think you could have it work. Maybe you're right in the sense that there's n- I, I have I have problems with like how he's not funny and he's just kind of obnoxiously spewing mm-hmm. things out. But maybe a lot of it does stem from the fact that there's no drama because you never right. believe for a right. second he's gonna cross that line. Right. He just wants to have a fun night with the guys yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the guy he needs he has some bad choice in friends. <laughs> <laughs> But like even like when he the burnout shows up, he goes in the bathroom. It's like of right. course, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's he's like uh, I'm trying to think. Like The Hangover is the closest thing that's like a modern movie that I liked. Right. That's kind of a shithead comedy. Right. right. It's a little more clever than this. There's a mystery aspect yeah, to it yeah, that yeah. has more going on. But yeah. Uh, and and even the sequel had transphobic uh, humor. So yeah. And I didn't think it was funny. Either, but, <laughs> but like, which character was he? The Ed Helms character then. No, because or, Ed Helms' character is really milk So no, Ed Helms would be the 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 Gary character. Yeah. So he's Bradley Cooper then. Bradley Cooper. See, almost it's interesting because Bradley Cooper's married in that movie. Put Bradley like that's actually that's actually a great example. Put Bradley Cooper in Bachelor as the Party. Tom Hanks character, and now now I now I think. I think it does work a little more because Bradley yeah. Cooper, he seems a little bit more like a douchebag. Yeah, but I kind of like don't know I which way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even though. And it's interesting because he's definitely good throughout that entire movie, but I, I think the first hangover is like, oh, maybe he will cheat yeah. on his wife. Yeah. And he never does. Yeah. Huh. There you go. There you go. This, Solved. This movie needed Solved. a little Bradley no, Cooper. He just some Bradley Cooper who was, <laughs> what, he was, he's like my age, right? So he was probably, what, like six when this movie came out? Maybe, yeah. a, little, maybe a little older? Anyway. Uh, they had a bachelor party too. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so that, that's the type that maybe, this is how you could have fixed this movie. Sure. Great, we fixed it. Let's get in that time machine. Go Perfect. Back. Neil, um, listen. Um, man, I feel right. like we had our big conversation, like, maybe in the middle. Did we, did we, did we blow our load here? We may have been blow our load a little okay. too quickly. Well, let me, let me, let me. Much like the movie does. <laughs> uh, you were about to say something. I was going to say, okay, so let me, let, me, let me give you some reasons why. Why I you love, love this movie, movie. please. Okay. okay, so the team behind it, Neil Israel, Pat Proft, and... Um, uh, uh, Rob Israel? Uh, and Rob Israel. Um, Bob Israel. Sorry, Bob uh, Israel. They they are the they are the team behind not only uh, Police Academy, the Police Academy movies, mm-hmm. which I love because I love dickhead comedies, but also pr- they are the team behind um, perhaps my favorite comedy of all time, Real Genius. I've never seen Real God. Genius. I'm sorry. Damn it, Elvis. I'm sorry. Come on, man. All right. Uh, Real Genius <laughs> was after this movie. It was '86, and it's Val Kilmer. Uh, and Gabe Jarrett, uh, who hasn't done a whole lot since, and it love is, Val Kilmer. It's Val. Oh man, it is vintage Val Kilmer. Like he plays this character, Chris Knight, who after seeing this movie, you're gonna want to be him. Uh, he is so he's so smart and he's so cool, and it's just it's it's the same kind of you know what it is. It's a similar kind of like quippy Bugs Bunny, you know, kind of uh, raconteur character mm-hmm. as. Uh, as Hanks, Hanks, but uh, but he pulls it off, and it's justified because uh, he's the smartest character in in this school at this school. He's that genius, makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, and he's a smartass, and it's that's. Uh, I think that's why I, Hanks really works for me in Volunteers. Is he's yeah, really smart, right? And it's and like when you're the smartest guy in the room, you can be a little bit of a dick and get away with it. Which is know? another weird thing. Is like the house. Effects where it's like sure. America, American <laughs> media loves smart assholes. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. But anyway, do yourself a favor. Real genius. Real genius 
It's amazing. It's so good. I would love to see a good movie from these people. Uh, okay, well, let's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking up. So, so you, but that's the you, you compare. Like, I like these filmmakers who made this movie. It's yes. not quite in the same territory as why you like this. movie. Okay, well, uh, it basically all because of how it relates to um, to real genius. Because the um, uh, the bad guy Brad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also plays the bad guy in Real Genius, ah. and, and I forgot that. And when I watched it again, I was like, "Holy shit! It's uh, it's Kent from Real Genius!" <laughs> and I fucking flipped out. But I mean, this this cast is fucking amazing. I mean, you got Tony Katane again. Not to be too nostalgic, but for anybody from my generation, Tony Tony Katane was like responsible for a lot of guys like Sexual Awakening. She is. Um, uh, most well known for the uh, the video "Here I Go Again on My Own" by White Snake. Oh yeah, she's yeah. the one in the white dress dancing on the car, <laughs> which is like seminal for for like Gen Xers. It's like it's amazing, and uh, and just seeing her in this movie when she's just young and just beautiful and just you know it's just like oh you fall in love with her immediately you know it's like I would never cheat on her either um, how could you exactly exactly and you know you got Adrian Zamed. T.J. Hooker, uh, if you watched that back in the day, and he was uh, he was in Grease Two. He was in Grease Two, which I never saw. I, I know, never saw I know, him. I know from 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 T.J. Hooker. T.J. I, uh, did, yeah, and and he was great in that, and he and he performs a song. He has a song on the on the uh, on the soundtrack here. You know what I mean? Oh, like, he did. Okay, party. that's him actually singing. That's great. With, with okay. The band. Also, okay, <laughs> while we're talking about like the band and the music stuff. Yeah, there's like, a, like a real band. There's a real out. band, which apparently, I guess, they were like trying to make big at the time or something like that. Like a lot of 80s movies did that. Yeah, where okay. They were like, okay, who's the hot band at the time? Let's actually put them in the movie, you know. It totally works yeah, in yeah. this movie, though. I sure. do appreciate that. Sure. like, we're not, it's not, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. It's like right. this, even though it's like people just start showing up right. at this hotel room now. But sure. Whatever. Sure. I, that worked for the movie. Sure. And then, and then, um, and then also in terms of music, the, uh, the end credits song, the theme song, uh, Bachelor Party. Party, Oingo Boingo. Yeah, I Danny did notice Elfman. that. Danny Elfman, he did a couple songs. He for the did, movie. yeah, he did a couple songs for the movie. Oingo Boingo, also during this period, I feel like all of these people just like continually work with each other. But Oingo Boingo did a bunch of soundtracks, a bunch of like dickhead comedy soundtracks. Uh, um, the one that came to mind is uh, Weird Science. Never seen that either? No. Damn it, Elvis. Oh, my God. All right, so Weird Science. You put him in a shame this podcast. So Weird Science, again, (laughs) prototypical dickhead comedy because it's literally two dickheads running around. They, They create a woman. Kelly LeBron. Yes, yes, they, like they their invent live, their perfect their girlfriend. Their live sex robot, yeah. whatever. And um, and Oingo Boingo has... A, <laughs> Sounds like a classy movie. <laughs> oh, it's very classy. Um, and Oingo Boingo does the, the theme song for that, and that song is a legitimate 80s jam. I want to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it. I mean, it's basically the same as the Bachelor, Bachelor Party. Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it's weird science, and it's fucking great. Um, so, so I got to say, before yeah. we move on from the sure. credits music. Sure, sure. Did you watch the entire movie the, like to the end of the credits? Yeah. Did you notice that the music stops, stops. 45 yeah, seconds? Yeah, and they're just like, eh, it's good. Just let That's it how I feel yeah. the whole movie was. <laughs> it's like, it's good enough. Yeah. We don't need to put All in right. any more effort. Listen, you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who uh, Like, there's all a bunch of, like, great character actors in this movie, man. Like... Um, I will say my favorite moment with Hanks is mm-hmm. on the on the chase. It's once once it becomes a chase scene and they get into the movie theater. Sure. And there's like 
90 screenings. Yes. Or 90 screens. Okay, we figured this out last night. Again, me and my girlfriend watching this last night. Uh, she was like, boy, this must have been like a really funny joke at the time. You know what I mean? Because they see like all of like the, yeah. of, like the multiplexes. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like about that time, 84 or whatever, was when like the multiplex like became a thing. So ah. like this is like this is like the topical humor of the day. So like the audiences watching this are there's like, oh yeah, multiplexes are crazy. Because they probably got lost yeah, on the yeah, way yeah. to their theater. Yeah, even exactly. Yeah. Even though you don't think about it today. You know what I mean? Like they're so no. common. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I that gag didn't work for me specifically, <laughs> maybe because yeah, it's like because I'm used it's to it. so dated. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't realize it was a dated joke. That's that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, that there's that moment where he comes in and they're like, basically, the, we sometimes if I remember, we kind of try to pull out if there's like a Hanksiest line. That's when he's at like peak like yelling kind of Hanks. Yeah. And it's it's right here. It's at this moment where he's got the team and they're like, shit, there's too many ones, and he goes. Oh, this is great! <laughs> Let's split up! And like, as soon as he said that, I jumped up and it's like, it's Woody! <laughs> I'm sure they said that in yep. one of the Toy Story films. Yep. So yep. Totally. I was engaged for the rest of the movie just because of that. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's um, great. Uh, what else? What else? Man, what else did I love about this? I, I'll say a couple of other things okay. I liked. Right. Uh, okay. I really, like, again, I think this is, again, it's, it's, I have a, a smart reason and a dumb reason for like okay. Dumb reason is just him driving around in a bus the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Funny. It's a good gag. Sure. Sure. Uh, a, a creative use of the vehicle. And I, I really, that, that we kind of dived, uh, we in, went to a big tangent when I brought up the beginning of the movie and his introduction mm-hmm. of the character. I think it's more just like, I, I thought it was an interesting job. You don't see bus drivers it's as true. main characters. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It function, and then it was just like a perfect like excuse for why they were driving around this yeah. very large vehicle. But uh, for the smart reason why I like it, because okay. i got to bring that into it, is uh, <laughs> it felt like there's that scene where they valet the bus mm-hmm. at the hotel, and they're all running out for the bachelor party. And it's like, it's the perfect symbolism, because they're all just 15-year-old boys. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's And, great. I mean, and that's, I get it. That's who yeah. this movie's for. I'm yeah. a little too old for it. Absolutely. But uh, I think you could do a better job. I think the 15-year-old boys deserve a better movie. <laughs> This. No, this is the perfect movie for 15 year old They could make the Trust jokes me. better. Trust Even if you me. don't change the jokes, make them like filmmaking. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, and yeah, in terms of filmmaking, let's let's talk about that for a second. This is like most broad 80s comedies is overlit as fuck. <laughs> this is the brightest there's essentially no lighting in a long time because it's all light. Even the night exteriors are so fucking bright that I can't like I can't even deal with like that. Like the the hotel room is clearly a set. Yeah, and it's actually it's actually really interesting. I I, I noticed that. Um, so so the hotel room, the main hotel room is clearly a set. And then when um, I I want to say Brad, but I'm looking at it right here. The character that we've been calling Brad is actually named Cole. Cole and, is and the douchebag. Yes, yeah, and the uh, and the actor's name is Robert Prescott, and he also plays Kent in Real Genius. Okay, so anybody who writes or tweets in. We fixed it. Yeah. Right, no, no prize for yeah, you. Exactly. All right. So anyway, so so the main hotel room is a is a set, 
But then when Cole goes to the uh, the hotel room across the way and literally tries to murder Tom Hanks yeah. with the crossbow. Great gag again. Yeah. Another visual with the, the oh, yeah. arrow hits the Boom. wall and they just Boom. like that perfect, another great use of Hanks is kind yes. of perfect nonchalant. Like, that's not good. Or I, I can't remember no, the exact it's, it's the timing of it. He's like, well, what's that? And he's just like, I don't know. Too, and the other one, what about that one? It's that was just, it, yeah. Oh, so good. Again, anyway. Great. So when so when he goes across the street, that hotel room is a practical set. Ah, if you look at it, like and yeah. I just found I just found that very interesting that they were like, okay, we're gonna build this big huge set, but we're gonna use a practical set for the for the little one across the street. Maybe they didn't have enough money to build another. I guess set. maybe not. I don't know. They didn't look yeah. like that. I mean, they spent. They probably in in all reality, they probably shot it the same night or the same time that they were shooting the, the hallway, the hallways yeah. of like the real hotel. And oh, stuff that makes like sense. That. So they were like, all right, let's just get him in here and shoot this scene. Um, it was perfect because it was a different, you know, it was the whole, it was the hotel across the street. Right. So it could look completely different. Exactly. exactly. Kinda, actually kind of smart on their part. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, the lighting was very broad. Oh man. It was so bright. Uh, which, you know, I, uh, appreciate, it. I appreciate um, it. what else? Oh, okay. This is another way. It, it's a it's a transgender transvestite joke. Okay. So didn't care for the the joke, but the execution. The fi- here's where another moment where they actually use the filmmaking to their advantage. Okay. It's where Gary the wormy guy like turns around and we have that nice it's 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 relatively basic filmmaking, <laughs> but we get that push in and this the music sting actually comes in and we get the push in on our transvestite. Right. And his re- his the actor's line reading of just like Hello. It was like, like, good job. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. care for the well joke, done. Well but done. you executed as good as you and could. And we all see the joke coming a mile away. Yes. Yeah. There's still no joke that's a surprise in this movie. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe the arrow. The second arrow. The second arrow was pretty funny. That's probably right? the yeah. highlight of the yeah. film. <laughs> that's comedically highlight of the movie. <laughs> that or the, the proctology coming out of the ass. We haven't even talked about the donkey show. Yeah, I've been... <laughs> Maybe maybe that's that's the way we can uh, kind of wrap this up. Okay. All right. What is this kind of movie's obsession with donkey shows? With donkey shows? I think And maybe it it's like, not as prevalent as I think it is, but I'm thinking No, I think it is. I think in the 80s there was a lot of like isn't bestiality funny? Yeah, cuz like type of movies, you if know? it makes sense that like uh, Kevin Smith in Clerks 2 does it because that's the movies he grew right, up right, on. Right, 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 right. Uh, what's, what's the deal with the donkey well, I shows? Think, I think specifically in this movie, I could, there were times when I could hear <clears throat> the writers sitting around, like, pitching jokes. Apparently, you know I mean? and, and uh, just to dive in here, apparently this was loosely based on a real bachelor party. On one of the producer's real bachelor yes. party. Yeah. And... And that's fine, but like there are times when I could, there are times when you can like kind of hear the writers in the room pitching jokes, and they like make it in, you know, like specifically like the uh, the potato salad one, you know, what I mean? yeah. that's one of the writers in the room being like, and he should walk out with like a potato salad with real potatoes in it. They're like, Neil, that's amazing, let's do that. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like with the Donkey Show, it's another scenario where they're like, listen, we got to keep topping. It's true. All, all of these bachelor party tropes. And so, like, what is the ultimate bachelor party trope? Oh, well, a donkey show, you know? It, I mean, I, I get that. It's like, 
if you're gonna do a bachelor a movie called Bachelor Party, you probably need that just for the iconography. Right. So it's not I don't take issue with this movie specifically having it. It's just right. it seems like it's was really big thing <laughs> back pretty then. Pretty prevalent, pretty prevalent. It was like, that's the funniest thing we can think of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. for a whole decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then they and then the donkey does cocaine. See, you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like you can hear middle-aged white guys thinking like, this thinking is the this funniest out thing. Loud. Like, yeah. listen, they're going to bring in a donkey, and but then the donkey does cocaine, and then the donkey dies, and so they just put it in the elevator. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, at that point, it's just shtick. Like, we've gone, we've we've passed the point of, like, dickhead comedy and just gone straight into shtick. Well, you need the shtick to keep topping itself, too, because sure. your movie's not doing any dramatic com- propulsion, no. so it no, has no, 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 to no. be sight gags. Yeah. It's the only thing yeah. you have going Absolutely. that continues to increase. Yeah. And th- I think it actually kind of works, because about halfway through the movie, I'm, like, still not enjoying it, <laughs> but it at least feels like it's moving again. Sure. Once they, I think it's once the girls show up. Mm-hmm. and By the way, cleanest hookers... In cinema history. <laughs> Just also most polite, uh, very professional pimps, yep. you know, very transactional. You know, very just... Uh, very reasonable, very actually. Very reasonable. $50 to change your plan? Sure, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Comes down himself and is like, hey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You Doesn't know? send the bodyguard immediately? No. It's like, no, hey, no. maybe I should just tell maybe, this guy. Maybe I'll check it out myself. Hold on. <laughs> Don't send the muscle immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I got uh, sidetracked. Yeah, with the with the donkey show, and doesn't one of the guys, doesn't one of the friends, end up with the donkey show woman at the end? Doesn't he have like his arm around her? Isn't it, like the stupid guy? The he, like... Rudy, I think. Yeah, I think he's really into. Yeah, there's the woman who's, I guess she's courting the donkey. They oh, never. No. no, that donkey's gonna fuck her. No, no, I know, but they never get that far. <laughs> no, 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 they never get that far. Yeah. But she's planning on fucking. Well, it makes sense then that she goes with Rudy because he's the closest thing to a donkey, to a donkey. Right, in the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's just her specific interest. She's, <laughs> I guess, she's the one who is into bestiality. Yeah, so exactly. Uh, yeah, I guess that's how that ends. I guess that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm telling you, it's funny. Oh, another thing I love about this movie: the poster, painted by uh, uh, the famous Drew Struzan. I think the poster uh, is. More rem- fondly remembered than the movie, yeah. like that's the thing that's got to stick out. Yeah, because uh, it looks like a fun movie when yeah. you look at the poster. Absolutely, it's got that very. Uh, I mean, it, that leg just. I think. I mean, it's a play on the graduate. graduate. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it's um, you know fun eighties. Yeah. Drew Struzan. What else has yeah. Struzan done? I'm sure I'm oh, familiar. Struzan's done everything. Uh, Struzan did all the Indiana Jones. Oh um, fuck yeah! This guy's amazing. Yeah, uh, the, all the, the the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. uh, which were the best part of the movie, was the poster. Um, <laughs> Uh, he did the first Harry Potter. Okay, here's here's the. I'm gonna go off on a little Struzan tangent here. Maybe no one's interested. Struzan tangent. <laughs> okay, so you can pinpoint the exact moment that the art of uh, uh, movie posters turned to all the crappy Photoshop jobs that we, that yeah. we see. Floating heads. Floating heads. Even though Struzan has floating heads, but they totally work. Right, uh, and it is the point uh, between the first Harry Potter and the second Harry Potter. Because Struzan did the first Harry Potter poster, and it's classic Struzan. You know it. It's got Harry Potter in the middle. It's got Mm -hmm. everybody around. It's very artistic. It's very beautiful. The second poster he actually did a painting for, a comp for, for the studio. They turned it down in favor of the Photoshopped heads, and it's been Photoshopped heads ever since. And it probably a lot of it does have to do with the success of Harry Potter. Absolutely. 
That sucks. Yep. yep. Ah, because yep. now you only get those cool posters when it's like when they're doing like a throwback. Yeah, or, or like here's a, yeah. something for the fans, or mm-hmm. here's like it's not our real poster. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's one of those things now where it's like everybody's used to the taste of glucose and Mountain Dew, <laughs> so you go back and people like oh, I'm buying the throwback Mountain Dew, but like you're only yeah. really doing it to show off. Right. And it's like we're all actually kind of used to the, the glucose, so it's like yeah. if we legitimately changed it back it would not do as well so <laughs> yeah. it's like we're yeah, in that exactly. shitty situation exactly it's, we're, we're screwed so our shop screwed us alright yeah. end of screws and tangent <laughs> All right, I think I have one or two more things okay. I liked about this sure, movie. Sure. Just going to the the introducing the girls uh, at the dance shop okay. or, or no the clothing shop yes. they're all dancing yes I was like here's an interesting texture that doesn't have much to do but yes. I thought it was fun you uh, we, talk, we talked earlier about how this movie was completely sincere. And, again, this is a conversation I had with my girlfriend last night. She was like, what is this scene? She was like, is this supposed to be funny? Because she's your age. And, I was, and she was like, is this, is this supposed to be funny? And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is just them introducing the world that, that, that this woman that this lives woman in. Lives, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm like, there's no irony here. It's not, like, kitschy 80s because this is, like, like, when this movie came out and that scene came out, that was, like, the epitome of hip. Like that was fucking cutting edge, that shop. It was. It wasn't like American Apparel throwback. It was like legit. Like that's the fucking hippest clothing store. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah, it was just again, it was just that sincerity of it. Yeah, and I I think I like I grabbed onto because it felt like genuine characterization too. Mm -hmm. And to dive into a negative thing. I think that's the one thing. I don't even know if you can attribute that to Debbie. Like, can you name a personality trait? Of Debbie, that isn't the well, most stock she's, character she's trait. She's got trust issues. <laughs> really? I mean, there's you know the entire plot of the movie is predicated on the fact that she doesn't trust a completely trustworthy guy. Tom Hanks. I don't trust Tom Hanks. <laughs> so that doesn't speak well for their marriage. But that's another movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's kind of milk toast. But you know, she's she's there to serve. The plot of the movie. She is the 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 epitome of the sexy lamp. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which again is the the, when this movie was made, this is what the movie was made to do. It was a product of another time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, They could get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like oh. Ooh, does this movie pass the Bechdel test? I I was trying to think because they talk about men almost exclusively, exclusively. even in that first scene because they're talking about right. The, the guy engaged. getting dressed, you got engaged. They're at Maybe, the, the hot dog what? thing. I gotta, we, we never I, even it, dived into the whole if, male strip club. If it does happen, I bet you it happens in the sh- in the in the shower scene. There's a shower. Or the, scene? Uh, the 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 uh, oh the bridal, bridal shower. shower scene. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. probably the what they're talking. They passed the Bechtel test right before the the, uh, the hookers come. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hookers come in. So it's like they <laughs> just narrowly yeah. narrowly <laughs> escaped. See, it's not a sexist movie. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Okay, so we talked about the evolution of comedy, mm-hmm. uh, the jokes, the donkey. What's the donkey fascination? We kind of yeah. We landed somewhere with that. Um, I talked about how this make movie makes me dislike Hanks. An oh, impossible sorry feat. Sorry for that. I'm sorry. I know. I f- I'm a little hurt inside. And uh, <laughs> when you came in, you because he borrowed the DVD from me. Um, 
uh, I I didn't want to give I didn't want to give away my opinion yeah, so yeah. Cl- I don't know how obvious it was it was coming off but like my impulse was to grab it it's like oh thanks and then just shove it right in the <laughs> almost immediately I uh, uh, anything else you can think of to say about bachelor party I I think you and I right now have probably had the most in depth <laughs> conversation about this movie ever I I I don't think even you know. Scholars of 80s films have had as in-depth of a conversation about this. Well, I know we thought about it more than the filmmakers. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you kidding me? They were like, oh, yeah, bachelor party. Yeah, we made that back in the summer of 83. It was a lot of fun. We went out drinking every night. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so so I'm, I'm coming down definitely firmly. I think because... Because oh, I, and I feel like I've done this a lot. Maybe it's just we've had a lot of stinkers lately. Mm-hmm. But there's been movies like The Great Buck Howard where it's so boring that I right. don't like it. But Hank shows up and I like it. And there's good right. stuff in it. Right. My, uh, there's stuff I like in it. It's just very boring. Mm-hmm. There's movies like Cloud Atlas where uh, it has great ambition, but it just it's so convoluted. I don't like it. Right, right, right. Uh, this movie I actively dislike. Really? So I think it's. I mean. I think I would rather watch The Man with One Red Shoe again before I watch this. The Man with One Red Shoe I enjoy as well. It's goofy. It's yeah. bad, but it's yeah. it's goofy. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, Carrie Fisher. Of course. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, although I prefer The Burbs. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll um, go along with you on that. Yeah. Um, uh, I so, will say, though, I will say I know that you actively dislike this movie. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who loves it. Please. I'm going to give you the secret to liking this movie. Tell me. Just let it be what it is. I think that's my problem with it. Yeah. And I want yeah, it to be want better. It, you want it to be more. You want it to be better. You want it to live up to the Hanks that you know and love. But you know what? It just is what it is. I think you're right. And I think uh, personally, like, I love comedy. And I feel like a comedy guy. But, like, if it's – I very rarely, like, love and attach myself to just straight comedies. Mm-hmm. I usually want a little something more, even if it's just, like, a little bit more – intelligence within the movie. Sure. I don't mean it has to be a satire or commentary or anything, but right. it's like, it's so base level. It's perfect if you're 15, year old, 15 years old and don't have the internet, right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, cool. Fantastic. That's Bachelor Party. I would not recommend it. I would. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. There needs to be movies in the world that you can... Dis- agree to disagree on. Sure. And uh, this is a, a first for, for me anyway, for Hanks, and kind of wish he wasn't in this movie. Yeah. Every other one we've done, even yep. the movies I don't like, I'm still glad he's in it. This yep. is the first time. Wow. <laughs> I don't I wish he wasn't there. Yeah. And I think it's, again, fundamental miscasting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much. Absolutely. For being on the show, yeah. Kevin. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on BuzzFeed. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, at kmcshane. Um, also Instagram at kmcshane alright uh, kevinmcshane.org and uh, BuzzFeed Kevin Facebook BuzzFeed page Kevin Facebook page yep mm-hmm. alright uh, all the stuff and we'll put that all in the show notes so go to splatstudios.com to find that uh, you can follow me at Elvis Kunish uh, follow the show at Tom X Pod that's where we'll do some funny throwback Thursday Hank stuff <laughs> tell you what's coming next and uh, of course next week we are looking at the 1990 Brian De Palma film, Bonfire of the Vanities. This one is fascinating, guys. It's only three bucks on uh, Amazon Instant. Please check it out. It's, it's a wild ride. I, I really enjoyed it, but 
it's been known to be a disaster. So I'm really curious about what you think. Uh, it's got a cast that rivals Saving Private Ryan. No crying Nathan Fillion, but uh, there is Tom Hanks, of course, with Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith, Kim Cattrall, Morgan Freeman, countless others. Uh, Geraldo Rivera, who we didn't even mention in the episode, shows up. And uh, baby Kirsten Dunst. That's right. She was in something before Jumanji. My mind was just as blown as yours is right now. Uh, so check that out. Bonfire of the Vanities next week. Until then, thanks for listening. Tom Hanks, we fell in love with you, Tom Hanks, just like so many do deeply, because you made us smile, and you're great on screen style, so that's why we give thanks, cause you've got a friend in Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Susan Tangent! <laughs>